All right, you're welcome to another episode of the OMNMBA podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. All the way, where you did? You did Kumasi? Nah, they are crying. They are crying. Oh, Ty, you come I, I think you did Kumasi. I thought you were in Kumasi. Yeah, I came to Accra like, I think, yeah, I came to Accra last two days. Yeah. Okay. So if you're familiar with basketball in Ghana or you follow basketball, like Ghanaian basketball fans on Ghana on Twitter, you probably know Rondo. Uh, he tweets a lot, and his opinions of, on basketball is like followed by a lot of people on the timeline. So Rondo underscore GH on Twitter is my guest today. I've known him since like 2012, 2011, <laughs> for a long yes, time. Sir. And and the funny thing, yeah. and the funny thing, you used to tell me you were a Denver Nuggets fan, and I and I'm still on your ass about that thing, bro. Oh, uh, for me, like for me, I've I've actually supported like basketball team so far. Denver <laughs> Nuggets, Boston, Boston Celtics, and currently I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, Not really because of anything, but because because of the kink, right? Yeah. So, so. so you, you you jump on the king bandwagon, like maybe maybe we everywhere you go past. Oh nah, nah, not necessarily. But it was like at first I was a LeBron hater, right? But I realized this guy, this guy is really good. Like he's too good to be hated on. So I just joined on the LeBron train. That's that's all. Tight, tight, tight. Now, like, like I'm saying, like, if you know Rondo, if you follow basketball, like the Ghana basketball Twitter fans, everybody knows Rondo. But now you're a a Lakers fan and strong Laker fan as well. So 2021-2022 season, Golden State Warriors are NBA champions back again on, you know, a familiar place where they've been at for the past, you know, eight years in in the league. They've won four of the titles. Now, 2022, we all thought Lakers, you know, since they assembled the Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, you know, they have LeBron James, they're going to be like, you know, not everywhere, not even bad of a place to be like a conference finals. But, you know, injuries happen, you know, fans blaming coaches, blaming Russell Westbrook. How would you summarize 2022 season for the for the Los Angeles Lakers? Um, Personally, before the, before we started the season, right? Yeah, I I was I was very confident that we the Lakers were gonna make the playoffs and actually win the championship, but there are so many things that can happen in an NBA, not just NBA, like in a sports season. Yeah, that 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 we have no control of. You get me? Because mm-hmm. when I saw when I saw our roster, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and uh, Malik Monk, all those players, yeah. I knew we were gonna be special. Then my mind inside, I know the year we're definitely going to be special, but it all started with the injuries. When injuries starts happening, and you have new players trying to join a team, if let's say, if let's say these were players who were there already, who had played like together for a long time, maybe it wouldn't have been like that big of a problem like like we had um, last season. Because these are players who are trying to like like um, gel, like play together, know each other. Then all of a sudden, they play like two games or one game, then one study heads, then this study yeah. one study head, and they have to play a new system and they have to do this. It was it was affecting the, the team, it was affecting the chemistry. And Vogel too was struggling to like find the right, the perfect line of and it's, it's, uh, plenty of people that blame Vogel. Like I not say he had some blame in it, but personally, I don't believe he's a bad coach. Um, like people always try to try to like portray him to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, because Vogel is somebody who won us a championship in 2020. He's been a very great coach, a defensive-minded coach who, who has been very successful in the league. Even if he, even though he has just one championship, he was able to transform the paces, make them a very, very good team who are making the uh, the conference finals and everything. So, well, just like um, last season, just wasn't our season because we have to face so many adversities. And let me let me let me give you this. Let me tell you this thing, like. You have Golden State Warriors who won the, champ- the championship, right? Yeah. Golden State Warriors. Imagine if, imagine if, imagine if Steph Curry, Steph Curry had gone injured before, like before the playoffs, or like uh, had had like an injury that 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 took him out for like fifty games or something. Mm-hmm. Do you think Warriors could have won a championship? Nah, they would they would actually struggle a lot because without Steph, they have a very bad winning percentage. So I mean, come on. Exactly. So you have the Lakers trying to play without Anthony Davis, trying to play games without LeBron James, and you have Russell Westbrook, who, who I don't know, I feel like he, even though he wasn't great, great, great last season, but I feel like he's unfairly criticized, like because the criticisms are too much. Yeah. He was he wasn't great, but the, um, looking at the circumstances. Russell Westbrook, the blame that they put on Russ, Russ, their their excessive um, blames and everything, I feel like it's not merited because mm-hmm. he deserves. There were games where we couldn't have even won, we couldn't have even competed without Russ, and there were games where he played bad. But people people take all these, um, they get these highlights, these messes, and I, I I tell you, you look at every single player in the league. If you decide to compile their their failed moments, their their bad messes and everything, you get plenty. Yeah. Yeah, plenty because they 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 push Russell Westbrook turnovers. Steph Curry is is my second favorite player in the league. Steph Curry averaged like I think three 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 plus turnovers per game. Mm-hmm. So assuming somebody decides to somebody decides to like um look for all highlights for all, all highlights of Steph Curry's turnovers, you get it. You get more than you get more than thirty, <laughs> right? You get plenty like plenty turnovers. And you just compile them, then you put it there and be like, yo, this guy has been playing stupid and everything. But which is not so. You get it. Yeah. I feel like he's been unfairly criticized, even though he, he deserves some of the blame. But this this is a player who was putting the team to kind of like compliment to two players who were not even available. Who decided, I don't say decided, but who, who were always out of the team because of injuries and stuff. So uh, our season, our season, we just had, we were just unlucky. I've, I still stand by that if we had, um, if we had all the players healthy, we could have, we could have won a championship. Yeah. So if you, so in your opinion, if all the players like they healthy were on, like were you know fit to play at least more than sixty games a season, you guys go win the championship. We we would have won the championship. We would have won the championship. It's like it's like the season prior to last season, the season before, we we. When when AD was out, we were struggling a bit. But when he came into the team, we were really playing great. Yeah. We, we faced Phoenix in the in the in the first round. And if you look at the first two games before AD got injured, right? We were we were playing them. We were playing them, especially the game three. We we played them like crazy. We outplayed yeah. them. We super yeah. outplayed them. But AD got injured. Then that was it. We couldn't play again. So injuries play a huge role. So yeah, I still stand by it. If if we had a healthy team, we could have we could have done something really special. Okay, you basically sort of defended Russell, like who's been like on everyone's you know Twitter fingertips talking about how terrible he is, how he needs to be cut from the team, he needs to like you know find another team and all that stuff. But 
we're starting a new season, not you know far away. Let's say a month or two away. Uh, should Russell stay, or you would not want him there? Based, even though he had, you know, you you kind of like gave a, I mean, a valid explanation as to why he still needs to be on the team. Would would you want to see what uh, Russell starting, you know, in in a spot next year? I mean, next season. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I want, I want Russell back. I want Russell back in a sense that we never really got the opportunity to kind of like watch Russell, Russ, LeBron, AD kind of like play together for an extended period of time, right? You had Russ most of the time. You had Russ like you had Russ facing tough uh, battles like alone. Like you had AD out, you had LeBron out, AD coming back, this one coming back. So I feel like we never really like they never really had a chance to play together and gel. So yeah, I want I want him back. And when when he actually like figured things out, he was really playing well. He we had games, we had games where where Russell Westbrook actually like played great. Like you you look at uh, the Detroit game, the Charlotte game, he was really, really great. So I feel like if we get Russell back, and here's one thing, people always talk about how Russell Westbrook was the bad, the bad, the, the black sheep of, um, of the team and everything. But we played a game without Russell Westbrook. We played a game. You had LeBron in the, in the team. We had AD. One game without Russell Westbrook. We played against, like, I think, arguably the worst, one of the one of the worst sides uh, in the league at that time. It was Portland. They didn't have Dane. I don't think they had Nurkic. Or, yeah, they had Nurkic, but they didn't have Dane. I think it was a only bad a team. Yeah. yeah. So we played against a bad team. And Russell Westbrook didn't play that game. But LeBron and Anthony Davis played that 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 game and we lost to them hmm. we lost we lost that game you get it so um putting put all the blame on us is really bad and i want him back i want us to run it run it with him one more time because i trust the, the coach i've been listening to the coaches in interviews and i feel like he's a really great person who can really like transform not just russ but the whole team in general and make us like uh, make us a contender next season okay um talking about coaches uh last season Another person that didn't catch, you know, in a, like that caught a lot of slack or, you know, was already on fire about his job was, you know, Frank Vogel, who he said it was a great coach. I mean, we also what he did with the Indiana Pacers, you know, making them one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, you know. But was he the issue or was it a team's fitness? Um, Frank, Frank, Frank Vogel was like, he was partly to blame, but he was not entirely the issue. Like everybody on the team had their their um you could apportion blames to every single person on the team, right? But Frank 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 had to deal with players getting in and outside of the team. You had to deal with um new players finding it a bit difficult to gel because of the the inconsistencies in the lineups due to injuries, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Frank Frank had Frank you could blame Frank uh, for for some of our problems, but not all. Frank, he had the opportunity to kind of like the the part where I'll blame him is he had a chance to to um to fix some great lineups, some lineups that would that would uh that would uh, maximize the talent that he had on the floor. But when it came to that point, Frank would put this place. He could put DeAndre Jordan. He could put um Russ, DeAndre, and a couple of players who couldn't really gel together. Who from a layman's uh, from a layman's um, point of view, yeah. you could see that these players couldn't really like play together. But Frank stuck with them, and it didn't work. And as a coach, once you make your selection, once you you make a decision, if it turns out to be great, you'll be praised for it. 
but if it turns out to be bad, you have to be criti- you have to be criticized for it. So yeah, his lineups were really bad at some point, but he had to he had to face some problems of his own. So I don't know, he he's to be blamed, but not really like all the blame. Okay. All right. Um since you know you've actually laid it out perfectly, let's move on to the next one. Now the team is full of superstars. Last season they had a lot of stars, you know. I mean, I would say superstars because you have LeBron, AD, Russell, Carmelo on the team. But then again, for me, <clears throat> from my opinion, sorry, Melo didn't play that much of a huge impact. I mean, we've had Melo from Knicks. We've had Melo from, you know, Portland. You know, he's played his best years. You know, you can't expect Melo to still give you 20 points per game. But then again, Melo is an elite shooter who can just, you know, at any at any day catch fire. But we still didn't get that Melo impact. But then again, so the team now falls on LeBron and AD with Russell catching a lot of slack. I still consider him, I still consider him a superstar though, but now the team is on LeBron and AD. Do you still feel LeBron needs another superstar, an all-star on the team to be able to carry the team to another championship or to the playoffs? No, not really. Not really. Uh, I feel like uh, I feel like LeBron needs the team needs the right balance of players, right? Because we have um two uh, three superstars on the team, so with the superstars, you you are talking about Melo. Melo was a great player. Melo actually contributed a lot when we started the season because he was he was shooting he was shooting really well, but on the defensive end, Melo was a bit poor. You get it? Yeah. So you you can't really like you can't really you can't really have a player who is like extremely good offensively, and when it comes to defense, he becomes a liability. And you expect to kind of like compete with players with teams who who are playing um hundred percent on offense and hundred percent on, on defense. You get it. We 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 should surround LeBron with these not just superstars. We already have the superstars. We should surround him with players who are like willing to compete both on on offense on and on defense. And most of the time people always talk about how you need to put shooters around LeBron because LeBron needs shooters to play. But personally, I feel like we need we need for LeBron team. LeBron needs shooters here, but he needs somebody who can actually also get buckets for him. Like go and get buckets, not just shooting from three. Like go and get buckets, get the ball, and also go and get buckets. Get it? So we need um we don't need like a major superstar because currently who which superstar will you get? We need um players, a couple of shooters around Brown and a player who can really go and get buckets. That's what Atoras would do. But I couldn't really work last season. But I feel like Russ can be that player next season. Not so, not 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 to go for like 30 points per game or 25 points per game. But when we need him, we'll actually go and get whether it's inside or mid-range, he can actually go and get those points for us. So so like you're kind on on Russ to be in, in you know better in clash moments, better than last season. Yeah, I'm counting I'm I'm actually counting him to be like a better player throughout the whole 40. Um 40, is it 48? Two of the whole four, four quarters, right? I'm counting him to be a, a better player. And I know a player like Russ, a player like Russ, Russ was who has shown um time and time and again in the league that he's a really, really great player, will bounce back and play really well. And listening to the coaches' interviews and stuff, you know that he will find the right way to integrate Russ into the team so that he can actually perform well and help the team be successful. All right, tight. Still like it looks like you yeah, I think you're the only very few of the only Laker fans who still have, you know, hope in Russell. Because, <laughs> like, no, yeah. last, you know, last season, right, on the timeline, right, 
I was actually trying to tell people yeah. not every player has the greatest or the best season of all time. Like you will still have some games or a season where you weren't your best. I mean, not even LeBron has had like the greatest. Exactly. But, you know, so I mean, you they need to cut him some slack. But as soon as you tweet that, you have Laker fans showing you highlights, like you said, of of his bad games, his turnovers, and I'm like, okay, no, you need to move on from that because. Averaging 18 points per game, seven rebounds and stuff. Bro, that's someone's yeah. all-star selection, you know, stats. So, I don't know why they would, they would still come for rest. Charlie, it's, it's just what it is. It is what it is. Facts. And, and here, here's one thing. Yeah, and, and here's one thing that people always like. People always do that. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, let's say if I shoot an air ball or if I shoot a, if I miss a ball that hits the back boy, and you miss a ball that hits the rim, they are all misses, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if I miss, if I score, so right now they, people are trying to tell me that if I shoot, if I attempt like ten shots and I miss two, and all the two shots that I missed hit the um hit the backboard or hit the top corner of the backboard or was an elbow or whatever, whoever that that if the next player makes five out of ten shots and all his five misses. Hits the rim. That that player really like play better than me. That's what they are trying to see. Yeah, yeah, true. That's that's a better analogy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So a miss is a miss is a miss. That's so. If even if you show me an elbow, just just show me his shooting percentages. Show me you get to show me those things. Not just an elbow, whatever. Every player, even Steph Curry shoots an elbow sometimes. Oh yeah. You get it. So yeah. So if I miss, if I missed it's zero points, you don't just. You don't see I, I, I shot an elbow, so that's that's a bad. That's worse than somebody who hit that rim. Nah, they are all misses. Okay, Vogel is gone now. Coach Darren is now the new, you know, Los Angeles Lakers head coach, coming into the twenty twenty three season. Uh, what were your thoughts when he was recruited, and what are some of the things that you want to, you know, replicate on this Lakers team? Um, Darren, um. I actually didn't know a lot about him, like for real. If I'm being honest, I actually didn't know a lot about him before the hiring. When when we when we hired him at first, I felt like, yo, I mean, who is this dude? You get it? So I did some research and I realized this this was a player who is this a player who has been in the league for some time, who was able to stay in the league. For a player who was playing like who had his averages for a player that kind of player to stay in the league that long it means that player was special like was smart he knew how to play his role so I mean knowing that alone made me like I was very impressed with with him as a person and as a player then I realized I learned that he was the Milwaukee Bucks team he helped Giannis he was there too as an assistant coach I learned a lot about his journey and I, I really I was really impressed then after that I was listening to some of his, his interviews you could see that this is somebody who, who is focused on the grid and grind. He's focused on, on, on the defensive end. He's focused on um, the offensive end. Players like playing for each other. The team being like cohesive, playing like for one another. The team actually like playing tough basketball. So this, this I, I watched all the interviews and that's, then I realized, you know, there's somebody who can actually help the team. And they, they used to ask, they asked him a couple questions about us. And it was like, yo, this, this dude has been, um, like unfairly criticized, all the criticisms have been like over the top and everything. He's this, he's this. I'm here to I'll put him in positions where he can be successful. He has to give us all on the defensive end. And I was listening to him and I was very impressed. I listened to his his, his opinions on LeBron, 
him, his opinions on Anthony Davis, him thinking AD is a player who everything in this league, like everything, uh, for us to be successful, AD has to show up. Like everything revolves around AD. And he was right. So he's somebody that I really respect. And I think he can really, really do a lot for the Lakers and, the, uh, and help us reach our goal. Okay, so if the Lakers don't make, and that's just if, you know, I, I mostly like to use if in hypothetical situations because you, you can't predict the future. I mean, not a lot of people even saw the Golden State Warriors yeah. making it as far as the NBA Finals. So if Darling yeah. is, is, to, is to miss the playoffs, would you call for an early sack or an early replacement or you would still want him to, you know, get time to actually build the team better? It's a, it's a championship or bus season. Anything aside a championship for me is is a failed season. And and for Darwin not to be sacked, he needs to he needs to at least make the make the NBA finals. For me, that's what I think. Oh, wow. If he makes the NBA finals and due to some circumstances he could he could not win, then I mean but if with all the team that with the players that we have and him, all the things that he said, if we are if we fail. If we fail, then I don't know. I'm pretty sure they will suck him. For real, um, I don't know. This this is like this is no brainer for me. If we fail to make the playoffs, that one he has to be sacked on on the spot. Like after the last game, they just give him this letter and they just tell him to go. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy, yo. Uh, but but the, I mean, you know, it it takes time to build teams. You know, for for setting people like. An example would be the the how do you call it the Phoenix Suns. You know, out of nowhere, Monty Williams just you know, changed the face of the team. But I understand, you know, the Lakers is is you know historically is one of the greatest teams in in basketball. You know, there's much expectation when you're on that team. They've had their seasons where they actually needed to rebuild. Those were the Jordan Clarkson, Nick Young era, which is past and gone. Now you have LeBron James, AD. You know, you have superstars. But then again, like you said, situations can happen. So. But I understand your point, though. If they're all healthy and they don't make the playoffs, then, you know, he can call for a sack. But if things happen, yeah. let's say you have... Okay, so if if he makes at least the semifinals with a healthy squad, it is still not a good season? The semifinals, conference semifinals, no, no, no. It's not a good season for me. Oh, wow. Like, we, 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 it's a championship or bus season for me. Mm. If he makes the semifinals, mm, nah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ty, it looks like Darwin has a lot of pressure on his head from from Rondo and all the Laker fans because Charlie, this man takes some job with. Yep. Yep. Crazy to you know. Okay. Now, somewhere this year, I mean, off season this year, we're all just relaxing, watching the drama unfold around free agents. You know, um, and you know, off season players trying to pick some moves here and there. And then we heard from my, 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 actually my favorite player of all time in the basketball. I mean, that's the reason why I call myself Uncle Drew and people don't know that, but Kyrie Aaron said <laughs> he wants a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. One of the destinations or one of the teams that, you know, everyone was talking about the athletic, you know, Woj, Shams, and everyone was talking about that was his favorite team to align him was the Lakers. Um, There were rumors that they were actually packaged Russ and a couple of guys and picks for uh, for Kyrie. Were you happy and were you looking for that trade to happen? Or you, like, I mean, you've you've had your stand on the fact that Russ needs to stay. But if the Lakers had that package to get Kyrie, were you going to be happy about that trade, or you still want Russ to stay? Oh, like I said, I want Russ to stay. Russ, Russ to stay. That one, 
done this for me. I I really want Russ to see. But if we are able to get Kyrie, I'll I'll definitely root for Kyrie. But if I'm the one um, pulling the plugs, I'm not going for. I'm not doing the trade for Kyrie. Because Russ first two first rounders for Kyrie, a player who has one year left on his contract, who who has not really guaranteed anybody that he's gonna stay after the, after his one year one year has ended, right? This this is the player that we are giving we are we are we are gambling our future on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't do that shit. I would do, sorry sorry for my choice of word, but I wouldn't no, do that. That's okay. It's okay. Hey, it's, 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 it's cool. <laughs> I wouldn't do that shit. Like for real, I'm not gonna do that shit. So Kyrie is a good player. Is a good player, but you 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 don't know his mindset. Yeah. Here, here's one thing. Here's one thing. People people forget people forget that when LeBron when LeBron um, went went to Cleveland, his mm-hmm. first his first um his first forty games or something with Kyrie, he was he was I think he was twenty, he was twenty 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 one right. Yeah. He lost twenty. He he won twenty and lost twenty one, or either he lost he won twenty and lost twenty one or he. Something like that. It was 2021. But his first 40 games with Russ, he won 21 and lost 19. Mm. So he had a winning record with Russ and then a losing record with Kyrie. Yeah, like when we started with Russ, he had a better record. So Kyrie, that's what I'm saying. If you give Russ time, maybe he can he can be the player that people people want him to be. Or net uh, no, I'm not even saying I'm guaranteeing that next season if Russ stays on the team, he can definitely, he can definitely play well. He can be a really great player, but Kyrie coming back on the Lakers with all the uncertainties that surround Kyrie, all the drama, all the problems that Kyrie bring along. I mean, I mean, like for me, I'll not risk it. I'll not risk it for sure, for real. I mean, because of his antics, you know, there's not the guarantee that he can play and and all that. For that alone, you won't go for Kyrie, right? Yeah, and I feel like I also believe that. If Russ, if Russ, like if Russ becomes, if Russ plays well, if Russ becomes like a very big part of the team, if Russ adjusts, I feel like he's gonna produce better than Kyrie. Because people forget that on on Cleveland, Kyrie was the second scoring option, right? He was the second yeah. scoring option. At times, he could be like first at some point, but on the Lakers, we 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 are expecting Kyrie to be the third scoring option, the the, the position that the role that. Russ didn't really, you guys said Russ couldn't adjust. Kyrie is not somebody who's going to take a, a back, back, back seat and be the third scoring option. Yeah, yeah, that's gets, true. And AD, you, you can't have AD being a third scoring option because AD is very productive. AD has to get his points for us to. AD is somebody for me who impacts winning more than Kyrie. Mm. So, yeah, Anthony Davis impacts winning. He's a better player. He's a far better player than Kyrie, in my opinion, like offense and defense. Kyrie can score, do everything, but I'm picking a D over Kyrie on any day of the week. So you have Kyrie. Now Kyrie has to come and take a backseat and be the third best player on the team, be the third scoring option on the team. Okay. I don't think maybe he, he could. I mean, his skill set can help him, but I don't think Kyrie being the third scoring option on the team is what we want right now. Okay. All right. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's your stand. I mean, Kyrie and his answers. I mean, personally, I would have loved to see that. I mean, Kyrie, LeBron back again, running it again like like Cavs did with AD. Oh, AD. I mean, it, it would have been dope. But Kyrie, is oh, yeah. a- wait, wait, don't 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 get me wrong. Kyrie, Kyrie would be like a very great great like addition. We will we will play really well with Kyrie if if and uh, if and only if LeBron and AD don't get injured. Imagine if we yeah. sign Kyrie, then LeBron and AD get injured. 
last season, Brooklyn Nets had Kyrie and KD, right? KD yeah. got injured. Kyrie and Nets went twelve went on a twelve game losing streak. Twelve yeah. zero. Zero out of twelve. So you're telling me if LeBron and AD gets um, get injured, Kyrie's gonna win us games? No, hell no. Nah. <laughs> Same as Russ. Hell no, it's not gonna happen. So yeah. Okay. Now, LeBron is is growing each day, but he's not showing any sign of you know him slowing down or retirement. Because I mean, we don't know if he's still waiting to have a son in the league or at this point. I mean, this season he just needs to average um sixteen points per game to beat. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record for most points scored in the league. So, is this LeBron's last chance to win another championship? Um, that's a nasty question, but it depends on how how his body feels after this season. I me, mean, I think LeBron can go like two more. LeBron has like three more great seasons left in him. Three more like seasons at the top left in him. Mm-hmm. And this nice last chance because. After this season, he's definitely going to play another season. And based on what we see this season, that's what will determine, like, how good LeBron will be the next season, right? I was watching I was watching his workouts on Twitter and Instagram, and I realized that dude is not slowing down. He's, he's still going to be like the LeBron that played last season. He's that good. He, he, he spent, he spent his, his youth taking care of his body. Mm. You get it? So his body is really good. Even though he's been having a lot of injuries and stuff, but when he steps on the court, he's, he can he realizes it's not the injuries are not really affecting his game. He's still going to score. Maybe he cannot really play defense like he used to play, but the offense is always going to be there. And I feel like when we get to the playoffs, that's when the defense, the defense, the the, the, the um, LeBron, the great defender, will, will pull up in the in the playoffs here. Mm, okay, so one more, I mean, two more seasons to go. Maybe then we can call it his last. You know run to another championship. So for now, he still thinks like he can still go. Yeah, 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 for sure. I feel like, and I, I genuinely believe he's going to win like two more championships before he returns. So. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. what, what to, I mean, what would it say? Right? I mean, because, you know, just this Harden, you know, working out very hard now, you know, taking pay cuts. You know, there's the Golden State trying to run it back. There's Yannis and Middleton, you know, trying to come back for their title. There's Chris Paul and the and, and the Phoenix Suns, you know. I mean, there's a whole lot of things going to go on. But, I mean, LeBron is still LeBron, like you said. But, anyways, uh, before we wrap it up real quick, I, I want to find out from your op- I mean, opinion. Winning championships, one of the best assets you need to have is your bench. Now, the Lakers bench, you know, they don't have much of, you know, the sauce that they used to have. So, who do you need to see to step up their game to help the Lakers coming off the bench with the bench scoring next season? Um, That's 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 a bit, a bit tough. Um, This season, we have um we have the Brown Russ. Um, we have um, this, this, this sophomore. Um, what's his name? Austin Reeves, right? We have... We have Wenyan, we have Cole Swider. Cole, Cole Swider, who is not actually, who's, he's, not, he's not made a team yet, but I feel like he needs to be given a roster spot because he's the best shooter on the team. Mm. And um, we have um, Looney Walker. Um, who else did we sign? Who else did we sign? Um, I'm trying to see our roster. LeBron, AD. I feel like Looney Walker is going to be a great player for us. Mm, okay. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna contribute. And the center that we signed, the center from um the center we used to play at Washington, what's what's his name? 
Sorry, you play for the Wizards. Uh, um, Matt. Um, uh, forgetting his name. Yeah, Thomas. Uh, Thomas Bryant. Thomas. Yeah. Thomas Bryant. Yeah, Thomas Bryant. He's he's going to be a really good player for us. I feel like he's going to contribute a lot. He's going to do everything that in his in his part to help make us successful. And he's actually going to be successful because the way he plays basketball, it's not just somebody who plays in the paint. He, he's somebody who can stretch the floor and give AD room to like operate in the paint. So, yeah, um, Brian is going to be a really great player for us. But in terms of bench scoring, bench scoring, I feel like Looney, Looney, Looney Walker is going to be uh, our our best scorer of the bench. That's that's my opinion. And Troy Brown, Troy Brown is also going to contribute. I trust, I trust all those players that we've had. Some some people are looking down on the on the, on the acquisitions, like on our roster, the players that we signed this season. But mm-hmm. I look at our roster and I see that we are really young. We are really like we have young talented players who can really like give their all. They remind me of the 2020 Lakers. Because before the season, people were like, you have LeBron, you have AD. Who are the players who are going to, like, you know, give their all? Like, because you have players like KCP, Kuzma, Kuzma, uh, you had um, even Markeith. Markeith, yeah, all these players were, yeah, they were contributing, right? Mm-hmm. Caruso came out of nowhere, and Caruso became, like, this crazy star on our team who was really playing well. He was playing extremely well with LeBron. So, I see the same thing with this team. I feel like this team is going to be really great defensively. And on the offense, we are going to be really, really, really great. Okay. Yeah, I like our chances. Yeah. Okay, bro. So I mean, Charlie, thanks so much. But you know, in wrapping up, uh, ask, ask me. I need to ask you this: Who do you think yeah. is the greatest threat to Lakers for another championship title in the Western Conference? Um. Um. Obviously, obviously, the defending champions. They are the the greatest. The Golden State Warriors, if they stay healthy, if they if they able to like um keep their players, because Andrew Wiggins is a free agent, um Jordan Poole is a free agent, who who um there's a high chance like there's like a ninety percent chance they will come back, but anything can happen. Yeah, Wiggins will be free agent in the summer. I think same as Poole. I think Wiggins has one year more left on his contract, and Poole is a free agent in the summer, so. Uh, oh, okay, so there are still there are still players on the team right now. There are still players on the team on the on, on the roster. Oh, okay, then, then then that's great. That's great. So these are these are since these players are still there, I feel like these players, Warriors are Warriors are the biggest threat in the East. And I see the Clippers, even though I don't really like them, but I feel like the Clippers <laughs> with the players they have on their roster, I don't really like them. Like fuck them, like I don't really... <laughs> yeah. But in as much as I don't like them, in as much as I think they are trash, they are they are shit, but. You cannot deny their talent, right? Yeah. They have Kawhi, they have PG, they have Norman Powell, they have even they, 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 they recently signed John Wall. So these players are really good players who can help propel a team to a championship. So yeah, Clippers are really good. So I feel like the biggest threat um for me are the Golden State Warriors and the Clippers. Yeah. Okay. In the West. Okay. And in the East, if Lakers make the finals, who don't you want to like? What's the team you're dreading or you don't want to face in the finals if Lakers make the, the you know, the, the NBA finals next season? Oh, I want, I want, I'm not, I'm not scared of any team, but I feel like some teams, <laughs> for real, I'm not scared of any team, but I feel like some teams will be a tougher um, opposition than others because I feel like if we have, if all our players are healthy, Anthony Davis and LeBron, like they've not lost uh, a playoff series. 
when both of them are healthy. They've yeah. never they've never lost a playoff series. So yeah. So I feel like but in the East, Miami, 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 bro, Miami. Miami's a tough team. I don't want to face Miami. The Bucks, obviously, the Bucks on any good day, like if they have their full roster, nobody want to face the Bucks. They are really tough. So Miami, Milwaukee, and um, Philly. Yeah, Philly. Mm. As for as for Brooklyn, I don't really, I don't really, <laughs> I don't, I don't even think they they will make the finals. Even if they do, Lakers in four, easy. <laughs> okay, bro, yo, Charlie. So, Charlie, it's been the latest agenda today on the OMN NBA podcast with Rondo, uh, my, my brother right there. If you don't know Rondo, just follow him on Twitter at Rondo underscore GH, you know, a big, huge basketball fan. I've, no, I've known him since 2012. The, the, the weird thing is we've never met in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe sometime, sometime this, this December. Yeah, just, we have a lot of programs going on in Accra, so we probably might link up one of these programs here. That's weird, man. 10 years of friendship and you've not met each other. That's crazy, bro, Charlie. But hey, man, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's just a lot of the game. So, brother, yeah. thanks for sending my invitation and coming on the podcast. I mean, you need to do your own too as well, man. I've seen you've been inconsistent with your podcast, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about time. You get me? Sometimes yeah. there was a time I tried. I did one. Yeah, I did yeah. one. I listened to it about the finals review, I think. Yeah, even after that, I did another one, but... I did it. I think what happened? I lost the file or something like that. I was like, bro, this is stressful. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, it'll be easy putting the whole content together yeah. and trying, you know, find balance. Yeah, but I'll, I'll go back and try and do another one like very soon. For sure, for sure, for sure. Charlie, thank you so much for joining today's, you know, podcast. And guys, like, um, subscribe and you know, share with your friends and listen to um our podcast. It's the Women NBA Pod. Charlie Rondo, thank you so much for joining and talking to me. Um, Appreciate you, my guy. Until every Friday next time, we're out of here. And do not forget to always subscribe.